Welcome to the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Carter. And I am the other host who is in no way, shape, or form sick in any way. Sick? Dylan, right now. Oh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got hit with something bad. Like, man's worst... The worst thing that could happen to any man, like the common cold. Oh, oh! I was gonna say getting so. kicked in the balls. Oh, that's number two, possibly, <laughs> that's number two. or maybe like it's uh it's you know, they're neck and neck. That might be waiting for you <laughs> right around the corner. Yep, that'll be tomorrow morning when I wake <laughs> they up. Say bad so. things happen in threes. So. Oh, so a cold, a kick in the balls, and I don't, I don't know what the third thing is, but it Lana and <laughs> probably wedding. be bad. Oh wait! Uh, uh. <laughs> Not again! <laughs> that's four. That's like three, four, five, and six. <laughs> can we go back to 2019? Oh please, please, can we do that? <laughs> but yes, but yes, this is the quick and painless pro re- pro wrestling pro, podcast. Pro, pro, so. bro, bro. Yeah, at least it's not twiddle. It's not so. twiddle. No, <laughs> it's not twiddle. Is no. Nope. This week it is the quick and slightly painful. Pro wrestling podcast, uh, slightly, very slightly, yeah. less less painful than what it normally less is. Less painful, so less painful. Well, definitely. thank you, everyone, for tuning in and checking us out. If you've been here before, thank you for returning, and if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, this is the pro wrestling podcast where we break down um, this past week's worth of wrestling into what we deem as our best and what we deem is maybe the worst of the week in uh, two separate segments. Um, but before we get to that, uh, so Dylan, how's uh, how's it going? <laughs> well, besides this cold, it's it's going all right, I guess. Um, are you trying to are you trying to uh, put in another movie review segment? <laughs> maybe, <Possibly? laughs> maybe, maybe. You know, after yeah. it's funny because we talked about that last week about movies, and we went into the Joker and. Uh, marriage story, which you know, that's that's pretty interesting. Having both of those reviewed side by side, I would think that maybe there would be a theme of the show, and we'd stick with uh, just uh, just wrestling. <laughs> right. <laughs> For those instead people, of merging into other territories, yeah, yeah overstepping <laughs> our bounds. But no, I started thinking yeah. about it, and um, one thing that we mentioned was like concerts. But relating uh-huh. it to wrestling, one question I wanted to ask you was, what was the your favorite, out of all the, the entrance music that you had when you were wrestling, what was your favorite entrance theme? Not of like someone else, oh. of yours. Of mine that I actually used? Yeah. Well, I would probably say from our backyard days, Metallica's No Leaf Clover. Yeah, I I loved coming out to that. Yeah, that was probably my favorite music that I ever used. That was um, I would okay. I was gonna say "Kick Out the Jams" by Rage Against the Machine. That was that was that was like a handful of times. So like, I don't really consider that full on theme. I think there's maybe well, maybe two or three shows where I actually came out to that. I believe. Yeah, but I don't. It could be one time. But I, I, it could be okay. No, No Leaf Clover is still my favorite. Even though I did forget about Kick Out the Jams, I really like that one too. Do you know? I like. I re- do you know, really like the groove to that? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
You know what my least favorite part about you coming out to No Leaf Clover was? The, um, how you could hear, like, the crowd cheering right before the music kicked in because of the way we had, we had to edit no, it. Because so, for, like, no, was, because for, as, for <laughs> as far as everybody else knows, that was a real crowd that was there cheering you on. Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> it's the ambiance. No, forget what, I, forget what I just said. We'll just edit that out and, yeah. <laughs> We'll go with the real crowd. No, what I hated so. is that we never thought to um, just speed through the whole symphony portion and only play the guitar part. That way your entrance is only like 30 seconds instead of it being like a minute 55. <laughs> oh, that's true, but I don't know. I really like that uh, that kind of symphony part in the beginning of it. I thought that was kind of cool. And then just how it just all of a sudden just like kicks in, Yeah, you know? gets gets all those people off their feet that were watching us so. <laughs> right. yeah all those people <laughs> that's when the that's when the crowd really got hot but see now we're gonna we're gonna really step into the time machine and you know it's great that you had that that build up and everything but this was one of those giant video cameras where you had to put a freaking vhs tape in it and it was a vhs tape that only had like a two-hour limit and it was always like recorded after like some made-for-TV movie. It was recorded for some reason. Yeah. And then it was like yeah, any, Mighty Ducks ends, our show starts, and so we've yep, got it, maybe thirty-five minutes to work with, and then three of those minutes are taken up by your your entrance. Well, I I wouldn't have it any other way. So it's all about me. As you can see, this um, is something that has stuck with me for years, and I'm taking this as my opportunity to take it out on you. <laughs> I'm glad you're letting me know about this 20 years later. Oh, man, I feel so much better now. Oh, God, now you can finally go on living your life. That's right. No regrets. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's show and yep. every show the year after. <laughs> the Quick and Painless Therapy Podcast. So. <laughs> no Leaf Clover, though. No. That's a good one. I still, like I no said, leave Clover, yeah, yep. Kick Out the Jams is my favorite for you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And like I said, I completely forgot about that until you just mentioned it right now. Yeah. What's that? Oh, were you going to ask me mine? Why you shouldn't have? I I wasn't going to. I thought <laughs> we were going to go right into talking about wrestling. But God, if everybody really wants to know what your favorite theme song was, let's go ahead and talk no, about no, it. No, 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 now I won't. Maybe we'll just save it for next week. Oh, no, I well, uh, since we're already on the subject. I don't even you know, know, honestly, I can't even remember any of your entrance music. You remember one song <laughs> specifically. I remember one, yeah, the one you probably used. <laughs> no, you remember the you remember um Till I Collapse by Eminem. Oh, is that the one where Nick was totally <laughs> That's why I said that. Unor- his completely off clapping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely yeah, off beat. Trying to get people to clap with him, but he was not clapping at the time that the rest of the music was clapping. He didn't even have a rhythm, so everybody was just like confused on what beat they should clap on. <laughs> uh, that was actually well, his tried field so turn. hard. Yeah. Everybody knows he was out of rhythm, and then they just start booing him. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, I clapped in my own beat. <laughs> um but no your uh your other entrance music i can't remember honestly i can't remember yeah any other one besides that and i think you had one that was that a guy specifically made for you oh yeah 
I, I remember that one, but any other ones I forgot are uh, escaping my mind right now. Yeah, I didn't like that one. I mean, I did at the time, but looking back on yeah. it, it's yeah. Um, now probably the most the last one I ever used, which was "Last of a Dying Breed" by Ludacris. It just had that. I was doing like kind of that Johnny Cage gimmick at the time, and it was kind of like captured that whole oh yeah thing. You, you wear sunglasses to the ring i did did you yeah did you watch any of those matches <laughs> <laughs> doing a little sunglasses routine while you're walking to the ring huh huh <laughs> yeah why well, because you were the one that invented that we're, we're, no yeah. no pro wrestler had ever done that prior to johnny suede oh, of course not but i just found it funny that I started wearing sunglasses right. to the ring, yep. and all of a sudden, you started yep. wearing sunglasses to the yep. ring. You also, and I bet if I started, I bet if I started clapping off beat, <laughs> you'd probably start doing that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wore shoes just like you did. Oh man, yep. oh, I hate you. Yeah, my whole <laughs> once you were once you were done with wrestling, once you retired, I was like, now's my chance. Yeah, my chance, my chance to shine. <laughs> it's all mine now. Here, number one, no leaf clover. Play. <laughs> you know what? And just to shove it in his face, I'm going to let the portion of the crowd, I'm not even going to edit out the part where the crowd's cheering in the song. I'm going to let that play just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going to edit that crowd out, and I'm going to replace yeah. it with offbeat claps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. good times. Okay. Good times. Well, this, well, that got off to a crazy start. <laughs> yeah, we should have stuck to the movie reviews. We should have. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, anything uh, awesome that you saw last week? Not wrestling uh, related? <laughs> not wrestling related? Yeah. Um, I did watch Joker all the way through, not just random clips on YouTube that I put together and... You know, got opinion of the movie off of that, but I actually did sit and rented and watch Joker all the way through. Really enjoyed it. Nice. Thought, uh, Joe Quinn Phoenix was yep. fantastic in that. Yep. Fantastic. Um, I heard there that movie was just nominated for eleven Oscars. Holy cow! Yeah, on a movie that had like a fifty million dollar budget that ended up making like a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. dethroned um, dare uh not daredevil, wow. Um what's that what's the name of that guy? <laughs> Deadpool. What's that guy? Holy crap. Deadpool. Oh, as the uh yeah. highest grossing rated R movie of all time. Yeah, highest grossing rated R superhero movie. Superhero movie? Yeah. Ah, okay. So I watched that and um also last Sunday, girlfriend and I sat down. And put on Disney Plus. Whoa. Yep. And we watched the live action version of Lady and the Tramp. Is this Your silence is stunning right now. Are you are you <laughs> is, is this a joke? Are you trying to no, make a no, funny this here? Re- no, you this guys really made your own we Lady and the Tramp? We actually, we actually sat down and watched the uh, live action version of Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus. You know, most people are saying it like normal people and saying, I watched The Mandalorian. But if you want to be cutesy about it. Oh, I, wa- I watched The Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I definitely watched that. But um, yeah, live action version of Lady and the Tramp. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 
Yeah. I would say yeah. if you could convert every movie to like an animated dog film version of itself, there would be no mm-hmm. reason for the original anymore. Right. Which would mean the opposite would be true too. Like if you made a live action version of an animated dog movie, why would you do that? Money. <laughs> all right. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Money. Disney is all about that money. Right. So why not? It makes sense. Well, I, I guess. don't know if it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're, if you're trying to make money, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So. But, well, they fooled yeah, you. It was, it was so. okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the movie didn't make any sense at all when I was watching it. <laughs> the girlfriend liked it. Well, but that's all that matters. What about yeah, um, what about Canadian Family Feud? Happen to catch that one? Oh, I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it. You caught it, and it looks like a lot of other people caught it too. Yes, and I'm definitely gonna put that clip in here. Real simple. There's one question, only one answer. Whoever gets it, you're playing for ten thousand dollars. That's it. Whoever guesses this wins the game. Here we go. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken. I, I am not lying. I probably sat there for 20 minutes just watching this like minute and a half clip over and over again of her not knowing what Popeye's favorite food was. Just <laughs> chicken. Chicken. <laughs> and just chicken. laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. And the part that really got me was just not only how she was so cocky about it, like she like she thought that was the right answer. But after she says it, it turned, they do a shot of her family and you can hear like her mother or her sister just saying, Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, it was great. I loved it. If I ever created like a soundboard, like back in the day when you had your, your Nextel uh, mobile phone, And you could activate your ringtone simply by pressing the volume up button. <laughs> if I could, if I could do that same Whoa. thing with that, <laughs> with that audio clip, it would just be anytime I'd be in like an awkward conversation or something, I just hit volume up. Chicken. And I'd put the oh my god one as like my ringtone, <laughs> as my volume up tone. We would be a dynamic yes, duo. Of comedy hilarious, hilariousness. Uh, so, yeah, we 15 minutes in, and we've, we've brushed up against Ooh. wrestling a little bit, but we haven't really gone into it yet. So I guess we better do that. Um, this is the part of the show where we go to our best of the week, <laughs> sponsored by Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, it is the best there is, best there was, and best there ever will be of the week. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I think I would like to have you start doing this first. Let's switch it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, if you're fine no, with that, fair. of course. Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually, okay. um, I have fewer best than I did last week, so it'll be pretty quick. Okay. Well, I will make it painless then. Oh! Oh. Cue the music. 
<clears throat> no. Um, so I got a few highlights, I guess. Um, one highlight, and this started at the beginning of the week with Monday Night Raw. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman coming out, talking smack, saying, we're going to run through everyone, nothing you can do about it. Boom. Our truth comes out. Yes. I was wondering if you were going to bring this up or not. Yeah, our truth declaring and then and then undeclaring. That that segment was I th- I mean it was awesome. I, I think uh, all too often you you will rely on Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar's promo to just be what it is where they just come out Heyman says a lot of great stuff and puts Brock over and makes him look like a monster or Sidley sound like a monster or seem like a monster and they do a great job with that but after a while I mean you can't just keep doing that same old tired routine mm-hmm. um, so having it being freshened up with literally anything it didn't even need to be anything um, was awesome and, and not only that but any, anytime R-Truth I mean you can kind of put R-Truth in that same category with Paul Heyman that when he's on the mic like you're paying attention because you know it's going to be good obviously for two different reasons <laughs> but Truth is, truth is awesome on the mic. He's he's comedy gold. So yeah, I really enjoyed that segment. No, it was very very hilarious, and like you said, something different to kind of freshen up that shtick that uh, Bra- Brock and uh, Paul do. And I yeah. thought it, I thought it was great. A lot of very entertaining, and totally. yes. Um, But my best, I guess that was only one highlight, but my best, um, I'm going to call back to our Christmas special. For those of you that listened to our Christmas special, if you recall, I asked from Santa um, for just a little bit of interweaving uh, of companies to start working together. And it looks like I'm starting to get that wish granted with... Marty Skrull re-signing with Ring of Honor and being made head booker. Now, that specific thing, just because obviously we saw Marty when he became a free agent show up on power and kind of challenge Nick Aldis. And then this past week, Nick Aldis shows up at Ring of Honor and, you know, attacks Flip Gordon only to turn around on power this week and challenge Flip Gordon, giving offering him a title shot for the NWA World Heavyweight title. So I realize that it's Ring of Honor and NWA. It's not quite the companies working together that we originally talked about, whether it's AEW, WWE, AEW, New Japan, whatever. But this is the tip of the iceberg, and I think it's only going to get bigger and deeper, especially with Marty and Ring of Honor, I think, um, you're gonna see some crossover with Ring of Honor and, and AEW. Um, you're gonna, and then I think it'll eventually spill over to uh, um, NWA also. So it looks like it's not for the title, but nonetheless, I think it should still be a very cool matchup, very interesting matchup between the two. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. What are your thoughts on? I guess just kind of how all of this is kicking off um well it's it's yet to be seen if aew will be involved 
with any sort of cross promotional angle as far as um, relaying to Ring of Honor or NWA. I, I mean, I think it would be kind of cool if they could figure out a way to float over those storylines and just kind of interweave them with uh, different promotions. But um, I'm not a savvy when it comes to contracts and everything like that between their performers that they have on each show. So I'm wondering if that will play a factor into them being able to or not being able to to do any sort of cross promotion between those three brands. That would be yeah. my only only question about that. Yeah, I, that's definitely something that needs to be a little bit more ironed out. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that is the ultimate question. You know, how does it work as far as contracts and everything? I mean, they are essentially independent contractors, so there is always that clause you can fall back on. But um, all the same, you know, being a, being a contracted wrestler to one promotion, I mean, you brought this up before, it you run the risk of injury away from that promotion, which, I mean, that's, you're essentially, I mean, if you're a business owner, you own like a storefront, you're essentially giving the competition right across the street the keys to your store and you're closing down for a day. Yep, and you're basically telling your customers, hey, go check out this, you know, this other store across the street has the same product as I do. Why don't you go check it out over there too, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there has to be a win-win for everybody. I think the win-win for both NWA and Ring of Honor is having their talent featured on AEW because they do have such a major television deal. Um, so, I mean, that's really, that's the best thing for them is, I guess, if there is to be any kind of cross-promotional opportunity, it would have to be um, on AEW. Because mm -hmm. I can't see Kenny Omega going to the NWA studio for an episode of... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Now, I could see Ring of Honor... I mean, and they, they not that they can go back to Madison Square Garden because WWE put the kibosh on that, but I could see um, Ring of Honor selling out a Madison Square Garden-like arena mm -hmm. for you like know, you an said, AEW with clash. Yeah, with a, a like a cross promotional event, I think yep. that would be the only way they probably could sell out a like you said a Madison Square like venue. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, so I mean the 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 chips are 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 falling or I don't know the dice. They are. are um, the, the, the bets are being placed. The, How about that? The, Wheels are spinning. Spinning. The chains are chaining. Um. <laughs> the pipers are piping. Yep. The fish are fishing. And <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the things are being set up for that cross-promotional activity that we were looking for. And that I think ultimately that's what, um, you know, Cody and the Bucks and, and Kenny all talked about from the very beginning is having those opportunities for wrestlers to kind of come and go as, not necessarily as they please but you know really enhance the product by you know doing some of these um surprise showings or or dream matches mm -hmm. um i think ultimately though the big payoff is 
New Japan working with AEW. I mean, as much as I want to see NWA and Ring of Honor and AEW, all three of them work together, I think ultimately, you know, you want to see the Okada-Omega rivalry renewed on American soil on TNT. You know, you want to see Osprey randomly show up one day and challenge Pac or Jericho or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, I mean, AEW and New Japan can work something out like that yeah. to actually make that happen. I mean, like I said, AEW had, definitely has the platform if that does happen to get that shown into many, many different homes across, yep. across the country. And that would be definitely be big for them. But ultimately I, like you said, I think it falls back on, you know, trying to open up that working relationship and seeing what negotiations they can make to make that work for everybody. Yeah. So, Absolutely. You know, the other one that we we haven't really talked about is Impact, and I I promise I'm done um, after this, but in terms of just another company that could work with everyone, I I mean, Jericho had some Impact guys on the Jericho Cruise last year, Mm -hmm. so and obviously Jericho is really close with Don Callis, so I would think that that's another relationship that would only make more sense. Now, is that, that's going to be broadcasted... What next week or the week after on TNT, right? The uh, yeah, I believe uh, next week. Oh, I, I believe next week. Yeah. Um, well, when he did it before, it wasn't under the AEW banner, though. No, was yeah, it? It was before all that. It was um, basically Jericho's own show on a boat. Yep, yep. With Kenny and Cody and the Bucks, and then mm-hmm. TNA guys versus uh, Ring of Honor guys. Yeah. So that'll be also be interesting to see if that can happen, if they can get some other guys on there too. Like I said, even though it's under like the AEW, it's under the AEW banner, so it's an AEW show. But let's, I mean, it'll be, yeah, we'll see what happens if they can actually get other guys from other promotions on that, mm-hmm. or if they'll be allowed to come on there and actually do their thing on that show on AEW. Like I said, it goes back to uh, contract negotiations and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hundred <clears throat> percent. So those are my bests. Now I will turn it over to you, sir. What were your bests? My best of the week. Well, highlight of the week was finding out that Kevin Owens is a big metal fan and he loves to stage dive. <laughs> well, first of all, who doesn't? Yes, who doesn't? But. Um, if you didn't see it on Raw, there was a fist fight, right? Which, which is I, what they um, announced it as, which was kind of confusing because sure. ultimately it was basically just a six-man street fight, from what it looked like, and the rules weren't really clarified. Right. I think before, I think they sent out some sort of um, statement. You know, a couple hours before the show actually started on what the rules were. And the way I read it was that each, for a team to win, the other team had to be completely knocked out. Okay. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, but. I am. Um, but they, yeah, they advertised it as a fist fight. 
But like I said, okay. it ultimately just turned into like a street fight where you had to knock out your other opponents in order to win, which okay. is kind of a little confusing. I thought that was kind of poor planning, too. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing exactly advertising a match and not, <clears throat> excuse me, not knowing exactly what the match entails. I thought, it, <laughs> right. yeah, so that was kind of like piss poor, poor, piss poor planning on WWE's end, but, right. um, but definitely, I think the highlight of that match was Kevin Owens running up the Raw stage and basically doing a front flip off the stage onto everybody down on the floor. Basically a stage dive. I thought that was a really cool visual and uh, it was a really innovative way to um, do a dive and uh, make use of the humongous skate park, skate ramp stage that Raw has right right there. So <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, but ultimately, God, I think I think my best of the week I'm going to jump on the bandwagon probably and probably say Tessa winning the Impact World Heavyweight Championship from Sammy Callahan at uh, Hard yeah. to Kill. Okay. Um, it's not not without its, you know, grumbles though. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of controversy, you know, the day before the day of the match with some wrestlers uh, tweet basically tweeting their displeasure with uh, Tessa and the statement that she made about you know how women wrestlers should stick up for each other and just be cool to each other. I know there's some controversy about that. I'm not going to get into that. I mean, if you guys want to read up on that, you know where to find it. You know, but um, as far as Tessa actually winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, the match was really good. Tessa definitely works her ass off. She has so much intensity and she, everything she does has so much impact and it just looks really good. The way she throws in those forearms when she's hitting Mm -hmm. Callahan, I mean, it, it seems like she's not wasting any motion with whatever she's doing when she's on the offensive in the ring. And it just looks really, really good. It looks really tight. Um, I know with some, you know, I don't want to come off sounding sexist or anything like that, but um, with some women wrestlers in the past, if you look at them, you could see that their stuff wasn't as, as good-looking as what we have today with a lot of them you know, the major women wrestling superstars in the business today. Um, but with Tessa, like everything just looks so good. I mean, she just has so much intensity to what she does. And, um, she made it her and Sammy, I should say, made it, made a believable match where you, I believe you could actually believe in Tessa winning that championship from Sammy. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I, um, going back to what you said about, you know, you don't want to be sexist and say that, um, you know, some, some there's been women pro wrestlers in the past where some of their stuff doesn't look quite as crisp. And 
um, you know, maybe forearms aren't delivered quite as intensely or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I will challenge that a little bit just because if you think about how far women's pro wrestling has come in, I mean, I don't want to say in such a short amount of time because it seems like it's taken forever. Um, and I'm sure it's probably seems like it's taken even longer for those women pro wrestlers that are, that are pro wrestlers, right? But um, I cut them some slack on that because if you think about guys wrestling, I mean, especially, let's say, the, the modern-day landscape. You've got guys like AJ Styles that have been wrestling for 20-plus years, Daniel Bryan, 20-plus years. I mean, shoot, Alex Shelley just had his debut on NXT this year, or uh, this year, this week. This week. <laughs> and, and yeah, and he's been wrestling for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have all of these guys that have been wrestling for so long, and not just so long, but so many matches for so long that mm-hmm. it's it's almost like second nature. They, they've, they've made mistakes. They'll continue to make mistakes, but they've made mistakes and they've corrected um, since then. And mm-hmm. the contrast here that I'm making is with female pro wrestlers, it was almost just like, okay, um, especially if you look at it from a WWE standpoint, okay, um, you, you're a pretty face. Um, let's see if you can run the ropes. Okay, uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, um, body slam. Okay, can you take a bump? G- good, you're in. <laughs> and then they throw them out there, and then they have one match a month that lasts maybe, you know, four or five minutes, and you expect them to be able to just learn all of this stuff so quickly. I mean, completely reverse roles. Imagine that was a, a guy who was brand spanking new. And they just threw him in there and said, okay, you know, and we're not even, and then again, and I, and I, the reason I say reverse the roles is because now you've got a show, Monday Night Raw, there's, it's three hours, and, and I realize not every show is Monday Night Raw, but I'm just, that's what I'm using for exa- an example. Three hours long, how many women's matches are in that? Two? Two, maybe three. Maybe three, if it's like a... Yeah off week so yeah. two matches in three hours and you're on the you're on the women's roster you're not guaranteed to be unless you're charlotte flair becky lynch sasha banks bailey or at this point lacey evans you're not guaranteed one of those spots mm-hmm. so for them to be able to learn and correct and adapt i mean it's it takes years and you know the girls on the independent scene Thankfully, they they get a little bit more exposure, and I use that loosely because it, I mean, the the independent scene is probably. I mean, I don't want to say it's worse, but in some some cases, it is worse when it comes mm-hmm. to sexism or chauvinism, and so um, it's it's not a an easy hill to climb, and I think that's why it is so remarkable that that she did accomplish what she did, um, regardless of if it's shrouded in, in controversy because. It, which, I mean, may or may not have merits. I mean, you just don't know. It's one one person's opinion um, right. or one experience that no one else was exposed to. You just don't know. And that's unfortunate that something like that would be tainted. But anyway, my point is, is that, yeah, I mean, based on everything that women are up against in pro wrestling, both independently and professionally, the fact that she can main event, you know, a, a promotion like that and win their main title is is pretty remarkable yeah it really does a lot for women's wrestling too it just basically shows that hey it doesn't matter if you're a woman or not you can do this like you can reach these echelons you know if that's what you want to do and if you work hard for it 
Um, but no, she like you know definitely for women's wrestling, she really did a lot for them this weekend. And I yeah. think that's really cool. Um, now back to your point, what you're saying about um, female superstars in WWE from years ago that may not have had enough time to get the proper training that they need. Well, then I, you know, you do have a point about that and I shouldn't, you know, exactly put all the blame on those female superstars from the past. You know, some of that blame should also be put off on WWE for just picking these women out who had no, who some of them had no experience, you Mm -hmm. know, wrestling at all and Mm -hmm. just not giving them the proper training that they need or right. showing them what they need to do. So, you know, that partly falls on WWE as well, too. Well, it's 100% WWE's fault. Yeah. I mean, it's a 100%. You, you, it's your show. You promote it. You, you, you know, it, it's, at the end of the day, it's up to you. I mean, mm-hmm. you're the, whatever. It's up to you, plain and simple. And only you know if someone is ready or not. Mm-hmm. And for you to put people in a position to fail that's 100% your fault, not theirs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and, like, to go back to the Tesla title win over the weekend, um, I would guess my only, I would guess I would say negative uh, critique about it is where do they go as far as booking her from here? See, so. Yeah, I I will I will vehemently disagree with you here, but I will let okay. you finish. Okay, um, so you know it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with this now because right now at this point it looks like they're kind of building up for um, Sammy to challenge to get a rematch against her mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so so let's say like Sammy gets that rematch and Tessa ends up winning again. Okay, that's fine. Um, she's beaten him once, and I'm sure, you know, if they do have a rematch, you know, it'll be a good match. And um, if she wins, then she wins. Cool. Now, like, what do you do next for a challenger for her? Because um, that's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. Are they going to let other women in the division come in and challenge Tessa? for that Impact World title, too? Or, um, and if they do, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain what mm-hmm. I'm saying, I guess, but is that something that they're going to allow to do, like I said, to have other women come in and challenge Tessa for that, for that World Championship? Or are they going to allow her, well... Obviously, at some point, they're going to have her wrestle another male super, male superstar from that roster. So mm-hmm. um, so what what is that going to do for that, for her, though? I mean, if, sure. if she goes up against another female superstar and she loses to another female superstar, how does that, how is that going to make her look when she just beat Sammy Callahan who's obviously you know portrayed as a real dangerous character in that 
in that um, promotion. You kind of see what I'm where I'm kind of going with that. I mean, it's I do, like I said, and and I thought you were going somewhere different. That's why I kind of jumped in there, all hot and heavy. Um, but I I thought you were saying because you said the one con that I have, the one thing I don't like, and so I thought you were saying like. Well, I didn't Whatever. say I didn't like it. I just said, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how they book her yep. going yep. forward. Totally. Okay, all right. Other competitors. Case, yep, in that case, I'm totally with you. Yeah, no, I I think it's a great thing overall because at the end of the day, this is the conversation. Now people have, if they didn't have a reason to watch before, they have a reason to watch now because truly everyone is wondering, where can you go from here? Mm-hmm. You know, what? What? how are you going to do this? You know, and it's funny, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but um, well, I'm just going to do it anyway. My worst of the week is actually the fan reception to Tessa winning the title. Okay. Um, because, because, number one, the controversy, I mean, that, that kind of sucks, you know, and it is what it is. I, it, it, no time is a good time. Right or no time is a bad time. I don't know, however you want to look at it um, to talk about that sort of thing. But um, but really, what bothered me was all of the and I've used this already. But the the sexist and chauvinistic, um, ignorant people um, respond to it and say like, "Well, how is this believable? How how could she have beaten Sammy Callahan?" And you and I talked a little bit about this after we you know. After we, we saw the, the match and everything, but um, it was like all of their responses to it. Like, how can how can she go in there and beat Sammy Callahan? Sammy Callahan, who beat Brian Cage? Are you saying that she beat that that she's better than someone who's better than Brian Cage, and she can beat Brian Cage? I'm like, first of all, now let's, let's, it's a lot to unpack here, but let's break it down little by little. The first one, the Brian Cage comment. Have you have you ever watched? Any kind of competition, I was going to say sport, but we'll just say competition of mm-hmm. any kind, whether it's especially a tournament style competition. Look at that. I mean, let's let, let's specifically let's talk about men's college basketball. Every March, March Madness, people fill out a bracket. Whether you know anything about sports or not, you fill out a bracket. And one of the greatest things to witness in that is seeing upsets or underdogs, a 16 seed knocking off a one seed or whatever you know even a 10 seed knocking off an eight seed everybody loves to see that or a seven seed but the point is is that these are people on paper that are clearly outmatched just like you would say in this situation of tessa versus sammy yet somehow the underdog beats them whether it's dumb luck or it just wasn't their night or it's a matchup thing and that's typically what it is in sports i mean look at UFC won the very first Ultimate Fighting Championship tournament. You had guys oh, like God, Dan if you want to talk, Severn. if you want to talk about mismatch, they had right. like you know four hundred pound guys going against you know one hundred and seventy, two hundred pound guys. Well, that's my point. Hoist yeah, Gracie exactly. won the whole thing, <laughs> and it, and he was one of the smallest guys. So in terms of believability and stuff like that, I mean, first of all, it's it's grown adults wrestling in their underwear come on man like i love wrestling you love wrestling but let's 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 be real but at the end of the day it's ridiculous it's (laughs) it's silly it's ridiculous (laughs) you know it just is and i'm okay with that i don't care but i'm also not going to sit here and like make a big deal about it about something that doesn't i mean whatever um so 
In terms of her being better than someone, that's not what it's about. It was about matchups, and she won that matchup. Now, she may turn around and defend the title against Brian Cage and lose. Then your point is moot, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever. Um, but then also just the whole, like, yeah, where do they go from here? If, if uh, Sammy loses to, to her, how can he possibly beat anybody? You know, just stupid, ignorant comments like that were just what I did not understand or appreciate and um i don't even remember where we were going with this well if you actually watch (laughs) right well if you actually watch the match at i mean it is a pretty believable match Mm -hmm. (laughs) we go talking about believability you know we want our wrestling to be you know as believable as possible we want to want it to feel like it's a real fight but you know at the same time like you said it's silly at the end of the day so um but the match I feel like the way they put it together, it was very believable. I mean, yeah, for most of the match, like Sammy was kicking her ass, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he would just do normal chops, you know, knife edge chops that would just drop her to her knees, you know, or, yeah. or just she'd take a back bump off, you know, not even a back bump. It was just like that dead cell. Mm-hmm. And the way that Tessa would, you know, do her comeback, she, you know, it would be kicks and, you know, punches and dives. And, I mean, in no way was she, like, overpowering Sammy. You right. know, like, li- lifting him up for, you know, a big-ass powerbomb or um, holding him up for a standing vertical suplex. I think at one point, though, she did get him up for a Samoan drop or got him mm-hmm. on his shoulders. But, you yeah. know, that's because she he was coming off the ropes and... He caught him, or he, she caught him coming off the ropes. I was but surprised. you also, she also sold the fact that you know, yeah, it's she, a yeah, two hundred and thirty pound guy on my shoulders, right? And she's shaking yeah. her legs. Yeah, know? exactly, exactly. So I mean, everything they did in there pretty much was believable, right? Yep. Except for the two, except I didn't like the finish, the two Canadian destroyers, and then. <laughs> the DDT, which goes back to your thing the about Canadian Hammerlock stories. DDT, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was, uh, I thought yeah. Yeah. that could have been a little bit better, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I just, and last thing I'll say about this, but it's funny to me that <laughs> Rock and Roll Express in their 60s can win the tag team titles and successfully defend them. Yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> 23-year-old 20, woman in her in peak physical conditioning winning a title. No, oh, hell no. No, no, don't make no sense. What the hell is this? <laughs> this isn't real. I can't believe this. Yeah, I totally get your point. I get your point. Like I said, just my main concern was where do they go from here as far as like booking it? Because you yeah. want to make the- her look strong as a champion, of right. course. But... You know, you still gotta add like a like a sense of believability to it. You know, totally. as far as totally. like who she beats or who she loses to. Also, I think so one that- of the coolest things that they could do is, and and I hate to, I mean WWE does this all the time, and it, it it's almost cringeworthy at this point how frequently they do it. But you know, where you she comes out, she's the champ, and then all of a sudden you have all these people coming out and saying, "I want to challenge you." No, I want to challenge you. You know, mm-hmm. but it would be cool if it's you know, Sammy comes out, I need a rematch. Blah 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 blah. Mike Elgin comes out. Hey, I want I I deserve a shot. I won the uh, um, call your shot match at at Hard to Kill. 
blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Eddie Edwards comes out. I don't know. Yeah. Jordan Jordan Grace comes out then, and then maybe they just set up like a big like four-way. And, hey, winner of this is number one contender. And by hook or by crook, Jordan Grace wins. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no reason why you can't push this narrative further without it and, and still making sure that your guys look strong. Yeah. So anyway. Well, there we go. Um, yeah. What other <laughs> yeah. was that it for bests? I believe that was it for best. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we, I already did my worst, so we're gonna do the uh, intro segment anyway because it's my favorite part of the week. Okay. Huh? Oh my God! He's, he's gonna! He's gonna! He's gonna! He's coming to puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna! Puke. Okay. So now, what are your worsts? Well, I texted, as usual, I texted, I text with you throughout the week, and, you know, as soon as I see something, you know, relating to wrestling, I got to, you know, text you about it and let you know. Found my worst. Yep, found, yep. As soon as I texted this to you, you're like, so that's your worst of the week, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, these, well, technically this was last week, oh. but I was so on top of stuff that, you know, I found out about it just a couple days ago (laughs) but scott steiner (laughs) (laughs) is the surprise third man for um strictly business in uh in tna or tna nwa (laughs) god no that's god it's it's already got me flustered thinking about it i mean that's that's where i last saw him (laughs) yeah tna but yeah, he, uh, Aldous introduced Steiner as the third man in their uh, six-man tag match against uh, Tim Storm, Eli Drake, and Robert Gibson. Yep. Um, but Scott Steiner coming out wasn't necessarily the worst for me. It was, it was the match itself mm-hmm. in which Scott Steiner was in because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I respect everything Scott did. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he was he at one point. Yeah, he was part of the uh, one part of the top ta- one of the top tag teams in the world with the Steiner brothers. Yeah, man. But at this age, though, he just doesn't look like he should be in the ring anymore. Because if you sit there and look at that match, basically all that he did, or all that it seemed like he was capable of doing. Are kicks, forearms to the back, yeah, and throwing a suplex, and a chop. Yeah, I mean he's not going to go out there and do like you know Canadian destroyers or anything like that. I don't that see why match, not. But well, <laughs> Morton's doing it, right? You know? That's what I'm <laughs> right? saying. But you know, just I don't know if it's just like injuries that caught up to him or what but he just looked like so robotic out there going against you know guys minus gibson that are you know Mm -hmm. half his age and everything so Mm -hmm. that was yeah that, that was my worst of the week and i don't i don't think it really added too much to the main event of that show i mean obviously scott steiner is still a name Mm mm-hmm but um, as far as like the match quality goes, I I don't think he really added too much to it. So 
Yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, when I saw that he was Aldous's mystery guy, I was like, oh, man. Like, I would have been more excited if it was Rick Steiner. Yeah, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Scott Steiner can still cut a promo, though. Can he, though? Well, if he just kind of does his own thing. You know, which, you know, in a lot of his promos, it kind of sounds like he that's what he does. Did he just, do math again? You no, know, he did not do math again. <laughs> no, but they... Um, Holler, if you hear me. Yeah, but they had that sensor button that they were pushing pretty briskly. That's, that's <laughs> a couple surprising. things on his promo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That bleep button was in full effect. Yeah, this was, this was a week for nostalgia. You had Scott Steiner. You had Bash at the Beach. You had Diamond Dallas Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, I, I. Even Diamond Dallas Page is debatable if, you know. He should have participated in a match or not. I mean, I guess for his age, yeah, he looked okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's the same with all those you know old guys. They're gonna, they're gonna have, you know, problems moving the ring, and obviously they're not gonna be able to do the things that they used to do. Right. I mean, at their age, and, you know. Yeah, for for nostalgia purposes, it's cool to see, but, I mean, and you get that big name in that type of match, but it's like, do you really want to see it, though, I no. guess? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm kind of a brat when it comes to that stuff, because I do have mad respect for all of those legends, and... Oh, of course. I mean, if it weren't for them... You know, who knows where we'd be? Um, you and me, number one, but also just we as a as a wrestling community. You know, I yeah. mean, they paved the way, and so you do kind of have to. You know, you owe it to them um, to to kind of allow them to kind of go out on their own terms. I guess I don't know, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's just like <sighs> I don't know. I think that there's a better way to to utilize them. Um, I wasn't so upset with the way they utilized DDP because it's not like he was this overpowering, like, you know, brute. Um, he hit oh, of course two diamond cutters that were a little suspect, um, mm-hmm. but he didn't win with them. You know, nobody was unconscious <laughs> from them. Um, I saw something, though, someone posted. It was pretty funny. They said, this is basically just one big advertisement for DDP yoga. Oh, he really pushes that stuff when he comes out, doesn't he? Well, but the fact that he's 63 years old and still wrestling, that that was like, see, DDP yoga can work for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, on the other the other way I'm looking at it, though, is could, could that spot have gone to someone else? It could have. You know, I mean. It could have, but, I mean, if, God, if you want to get that name in there for that match... You know, I mean, you got Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dustin Rhodes is in there, and he's you know he's definitely a big name. But um, do you think DDP is a bigger name than Dustin Rhodes? It's possible. I mean, there's there's obviously yeah. a reason for it that that you know no we don't know about. It's very possible that they've got the bash at the beach name so they're they're trying to find those lapsed fans that haven't stuck around since WWE bought WCW 
Um, so hey, you know that's a, that's a good point. You know, since using the Bash at the Beach yeah. name for that event, yeah, I guess that does make sense that you would have DDP since he was you know a big part of WCW yeah. and like those events and you know those years. So I can I can understand that. Yeah. So I, I suppose that that could be it. Um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? What uh? What else? What other worsts do you have? What other worst do I have? I don't have any other worst, really. Okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Let me see if I have anything. I'll, yeah, I was trying to think of, like, there's anything else that really kind of made me go, ugh, you know, during the week, but there really <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> there really wasn't. Chicken! Chicken! No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't have any others either. Um, I Honestly, if, I'm, if we're talking AEW and NXT... Um, I thought that AEW had the better show this week, but it wasn't by a wide margin. I thought it was really close. The only reason I liked AEW more is because there was more wrestling. Okay, that's fair. And it's weird because there are there are weeks where I'm like, man, I wish AEW would break up some of this more and do more storytelling. And then I'll watch NXT. Like, I was super pumped to watch Kushida and Alex Shelley this week. And yeah, they actually came out as the uh, time splitters. Yeah. They? Yeah. Yeah, I was super pumped to watch that. And then I even, and I was flipping back and forth just to make sure that I could catch it. But um, I didn't think it was a great showcase for him. And I guess maybe that's because he's not a contracted WWE wrestler. Like, why would you put him over some of your own talent? You know, so essentially it makes sense. It's just kind of disappointing because, yeah, you didn't get to see some of the things that he's really known for. Um, So that was kind of disappointing. But, um, but yeah, just too much. I'm going to come out and cut a promo and I'm going to come out and cut a promo and, you know, I'm going to do a backstage promo. And, again, you need all of that. Don't get me wrong. It's just sometimes it's overkill and, and... other it's just times, a little too much. Yeah, yeah, and other times it is that same old tired format that we've seen for 40 years from WWE. Like, oh, the show just started. Oh, oh here comes someone to come cut a promo. Like, we don't need a reminder as to why we're watching this week. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I give it to AEW based on that. But in terms of just, like, I thought the match cards... Um. Yeah, it was, it was kind of close. I mean, um, I think NXT probably had the better matches. That's fair to say. Yeah, it seems like uh, that's kind of been. I don't know. From what I've read and what I've seen, it seems like it's kind of been neck and neck with maybe NXT a little bit ahead of that as far as having the better matches. Mm-hmm. Um. So in weeks past, we have talked about the issue with. Um, tag team wrestling in AEW, right? Have we? Yeah, where we talk about how they don't pay attention to the referee. Oh, yeah, the like not following tag team rules. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well, one of the things I said in those weeks, Pat, it passed, was if they're going to do that, at least let the fans in on it. Like, let the people know watching at home, hey, this is the situation. 
you know, mm-hmm. and they've d- never done a good job doing that. This week they finally did it, and I don't know if you caught it, but um, Jr. said uh, in the three in the three tag team like tornado tag match at the very beginning with the Bucks and best friends and uh, Santana, Omega, and, and Hangman. And Hang- yep, there's a lot. Yep. There's a lot in there. Um, but in that, Jr. was like, "This is no disqualification, so." Really doesn't matter if they don't get out or not. <laughs> you know, they don't have to listen to the ref. Um, but the fact that he pointed that out finally, I was like, okay, they they get it. They understand that. Hey, something is not right here. We need to point this out. Do you think they pointed it out to the live audience that was there watching it though? <laughs> Dude, no, like I'm serious. Yeah. Like, no. You know, yeah, us people watching at home on TV. Yeah, we heard Jr. say that. But unless you have a loudspeaker, like, booming throughout the arena right when JR says that, like, the people sitting there watching that aren't going to realize that, you know, it's a no-disqualification match. So they might be confused by that. Well, how many people were at the show? No, how many people were at the show? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was... I didn't count tickets that day, so... Yeah, let's say it was anywhere from seven to... Well, let's say five to seven thousand people. Okay. How many people watched it last night? Uh, I'm going to say probably anywhere between 600 to 700,000. It was 940,000. 940,000. Wow. Yeah. Like overall as an average viewership? No, that was the total viewership. That was the total viewership. So you got to cater to that larger audience. You cater to the people at home. I mean, that's... No, you don't. <laughs> the people, the, the live audience, I mean, those... Listen, I am a big fan of AEW. I am a big fan of of parody in pro wrestling and, and progressing the, the sport forward. I really am. But, man, I tell you, there are some homers that go to AEW live shows. They could do... The young bucks could oh, have a I match. Know. They could do whatever the hell they want, yes. and the audience is just going to sit They're there and just eat it up, no matter, what, no matter what. No yeah. matter what. Oh. So yeah, they don't care if it's no disqualification. <laughs> yeah. Rick Knox could have slid out of the ring and went to the back, and they wouldn't have questioned it. I'm like, oh, okay, right. yeah, that's okay. he I usually mean, does that. Yeah, he probably had to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> he'll be back. So that's not important. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, I guess you're right. Anywho, well, that is uh, all of the stuff I have for this week. Anything more that you wanted to cover? Uh, unless you want to hear me talk about Lady and the Tramp, no. Sure don't. Okay, well then, <laughs> you know, this is going to be a shorter episode than last week. <laughs> Uh, Well, next week we will be recording prior to um, the Royal Rumble. Ah. So we will have to do a little bit of a Royal Rumble preview and then also some more uh, um, projections. Yeah. Some special speculations (laughs) added in there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. More is coming out. That's that's the name of our uh, new segment on the show, Special Speculations. Only if we can... Only if we can get like a voiceover for it, to just to I say I might know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Well, okay. Is there 
I guess as we you, as we wrap up here, um, I'm going to throw it to you so you can let people know where to find us and follow us and interact with us. Oh, cool. Finally, my time to shine. <laughs> That's right. So you can follow us on Twitter at QuickPainPod. You can also find us on Facebook. And we recently just started a website, QuickPainPod.com. Correct. That is correct. Well done, yes. sir. Nailed it. Wow. Nailed it. First take. Yeah. First take, you know? Yeah. No second takes here. That's why they call you First Take Terry. Yep. Not Stevens. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, not that guy. <laughs> not that guy. So if you're interested, go check out those platforms and also on the website if you have any questions you would like to ask us there is a section there on the website that will allow you to send us a message asking us anything that you would possibly would like to know that's right awesome well done sir thank you well that concludes this week's show thank you once again everybody for tuning in um and I guess we will be here the same time next week. We try to do these uh, and upload them every Friday. Um, sometimes we have technical difficulties in the editing process. But, hey, uh, bear with us and we'll, we'll get it posted. We are trying to do our best. Try. So just back off. All right? Back off. All dozen of you who want to listen to this every Friday. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, with that said, uh, we will sign off and we will see you guys next week. Thanks again. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll check you later. Twiddle.